Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring, your weekly news roundup for the wide world of wrestling. I am your host for the evening, the five-star man, Asa Gray, and joining me at this time is the big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo. How you doing tonight, Dalton? Solid. I got a lot of cool shit in front of me that we're going to save to the end of the show, and I'm not going to lie, I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, I'm a... Uh, I... Part of me is almost like, hey, it's a good thing. It's a very light news week yeah. overall because this means you uh, we we we're gonna let you get into your 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 new toys here as quickly as possible. Um, but before we get into everything for the show, a little bit of setup for you. This weekend is, of course, the WWE pay. Well, it's not pay per view anymore. It's the the premium live event. Is that what they were calling it? Yeah, I it's okay. the network special is what I'm still calling them. That's fair. That's probably that's accurate as well. But like, so the, yeah, they're calling them the premium live events, the premium network specials, whatever it is the the name for them is. But the elimination chamber is this Saturday. It's in. Uh, it's the show that's taking place in Saudi Arabia, and I don't know if this makes me a hypocrite because like we're still covering WWE. WWE. We still talk about WWE. We're going. We talked about the Royal Rumble. We're obviously we're going to talk about WrestleMania, but I. This agreement between WWE and the Saudi government doesn't sit right with me. So, and it's my show, and I've already talked to Dalton about this, so we're not going to do a full preview breakdown. We're not going to do a full review. Yeah. We will obviously talk about the news coming out of it, because it is going to have implications for WrestleMania. You know, we're, we're not going to ignore the possibility of a Goldberg winning the the universal championship or lesnar winning the wwe championship in that elimination chamber match and i think it's also important to note um when saying that if you're listening to us um if you want to like if you're watching that show we don't think less of you yes Uh, yeah thank you yeah because like it's one of those things like we very me and asa both i think i've maybe watched one of the saudi arabia shows live and it's because it was during work and i was on a break and I was like, I usually watch YouTube right now. Uh, well, there's wrestling going on live. That's neat. And then um, it was the worst break I ever had at work because it was Michaels and Triple H versus uh, <laughs> the Brothers of Destruction. Uh, so anyway, not important. Uh, but if you're if you're going to sit and enjoy the show, that's like good because I'm happy that you're getting enjoyment out of it. Uh, but it is personally, I'm only happy that you as a, a an individual is enjoying it. I am not happy that WWE is still making money off of this Saudi deal that they have. Um, and, so and we've I, talked about one of our earliest episodes. We talked yeah. about how there's, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. Yeah. There it's all, we will not think less of, I don't think less of anybody for supporting a brand because they have shady deals or whatever. As long as you are educating yourself about what is happening and you are making the decision for yourself. Yeah. That's all I can ask. If you can, if you can look at the Saudi deal and be like, you know, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a bad deal, but it's not a deal breaker. I get it. I totally understand. I'm like Dalton said, we are not going to think less of you. We're not going to judge you. And honestly, let us know what you thought of the show. Like, I would like to, you know, I like I said, I'm not going to watch these matches, but if there's something that you think, you know, oh, no, actually go out of your way, go out of your way to watch Becky Lynch versus Lita. Like, yeah. sure. I want I want to know what you did think of it. So, yeah, you can tweet at us 
at the five star man at pz 85 d anthony at nerdiest part for the actual show but yes we will not think less of you in any way because I'm, I'm very glad you actually brought that up because i didn't want that to come across as some like moral high ground of i'm not watching the show and you shouldn't like it's no. not called a boycott it's not a call to action anything like that so but i will i do have a call to action for everybody and i don't i'm putting this in the setup just because there's nowhere else really to put it but there there's been a lot of negativity on twitter just in general for the last decade or however long twitter's been a thing but it seems like it's kind of ramped up over the last couple days so what i'm going to ask you our listener to do and i'm i'm going to do it for my own personal account i'm also going to do it for from the the nerdy's part of the ring account is i want you to just pick one person or multiple people if you want just pick somebody in wrestling doesn't matter who, doesn't matter what role, you know, pick a wrestler, pick a, a ring announcer, a, a promoter, a booker, you know, whoever, a, a photographer, someone who films the shows, just someone who you enjoy in wrestling, whether they're in AEW or WWE or New Japan or your local indie promotion, pick a CCW person, pick a WrestleMax, a Glory Pro person, whoever, and just tweet at them something nice. Tell them that you enjoy their work. Tell them that you enjoyed them. Tell them that, oh, this this was a match you did and I really, really enjoyed it. Just do spread a little bit of positivity and niceness because you never know the day someone's having. You never know what someone might be going through. And just a random kind word from someone can turn someone's day around. You don't, don't be like, oh, hey, the nerdiest part of the ring told me to do this. Don't, don't do that because it's not, like, I'm not trying to turn this into like a promotional tool because that would make me a promotional tool. I'm not, get it? I called myself a tool. I get it. it yeah. I'm, I, I honestly, I expected more from you. So I'm a little like, all right, it's fine. Sometimes no, because we, what do we do when we fall, Master Wayne? We pick ourselves up. <laughs> um, it's, there we go. Uh, I got to laugh. It's fine. I need validation. You're doing That's... great, honey. Just keep going. <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> but uh, no, just this. This is just something nice to do, and just you know, if some maybe if someone else sees it, they'll do the same thing. So, uh, yeah, do do that. Do do a nice thing. Pick someone or multiple people, whoever you want, and just say something nice. So that's the setup because we ain't got a whole lot else to promote right now. Uh, um. Oh, I thought of another story I can add. Because as I said at the top of the show, it's a light news week yeah. overall. So we are there's we do have a lot of like action figure and WWE 2K stuff that we get to talk about. But as of right now, the like big, big stories, uh, they're really not there. So the first one we'll talk about briefly is that we now have the second inductee into the. Okay. I need your help here, Dalton. Ring of Honor for Hall of Fame. Yeah, well, okay, so it's the the second announcement for the Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor Hall of Fame is Brian Danielson. Yeah. The first announcement was the the Briscoes. Yes. So does that make Brian Danielson the second inductee or the third inductee? They're the he's the second inductee. Because the first inductee are the Briscoe brothers as a unit, as yeah, a tag team. Because they're okay. from I. So the way I do it is always what's the picture it's the briscoe okay. brothers because it's the same thing yes uh rick flair is a two-time hall of fame inductee so like mark and jay will be 
um, Hall of Famers. So there's three people in the Hall of Fame so far, or that will be in the Hall of Fame, but there's only two inductees. Because, like, if you're doing it the way that you just said, where, like, are is this the third or the second? Then, like, the year that the Four Horsemen got inducted, there was, like, eight peop- eight more people than usual. Because I think they did another team, too. Where, no, it's, like, five gr- it's five entities. Okay. Five, I like that. that makes- five inductees, but there's multiple people being inducted. That makes a lot of sense. The, the Ric Flair comparison kind of puts that. Because he is a two-time inductee as a singles yeah. competitor and as part of the Four Horsemen. Okay, yeah. So the second inductee is Brian Danielson, which obviously, like that is yeah. a that's a no. I even put out like on the Twitter. I was like, that's a no brainer. So now it's the Briscoes. We've got Brian Danielson. Which, what can you say about his Ring of Honor run? Like, if you haven't seen his Ring of Honor stuff, honestly, I think this is the best time to track some of that stuff down because of the potential of what's happening in AEW. If you're keeping up with AEW and you want to see what not WWE heel Brian Danielson is going to look like, Ring of Honor will give you that, a little taste of that. And, I mean, granted, the way even he's wrestled so far, we've seen bits of it, but there's some really, really stellar Brian Danielson Ring of Honor. Real good. Stuff that you can, that is very much worth checking out because it, it holds up. Real good. And you can hear where that you're going to get your fucking head kicked in chant. It's so I don't know if good. it originated there, but it definitely was there. Quite it a took bit. off there for sure. Absolutely. So this is already a stacked class. Uh huh. Like part of me was curious if maybe the Briscoes were going to be like the big name and then maybe some like, I don't know how to phrase this without sounding insulting and I really don't mean it to be, but, but like lesser known people, like I kind of almost thought maybe a Nigel McGuinness would be like a second inductee just because he's not as a- he's not like currently he's not active now i and people and people not, may not happy that you said lesser and i know what you mean i know what you mean and I, I, mean. I, and I and i know what you mean and i'm saying that but i need you to know because you were gonna be like i was waiting for you to ask me like so dalton like if they're gonna induct like one or two more people who are you gonna say and i'm like i was gonna say fucking nigel mcginnis because if okay. you're gonna ask me who's in the first round of uh ring of honor hall of fame like who should be in the first round of ring of honor hall of fame nigel mm-hmm. mcginnis every time uh probably my favorite talent ever out of ring of honor really i fucking love nigel mcginnis it is a shame that he was on WWE TV for as long as he is. Or is he still announcing for them? I believe so. I think he's I think he's doing 205 Live. The fact that Nigel McGuinness works for WWE and he's not almost killing somebody every night, um, besides my soul because he can't wrestle or because he retired, uh, like, I love Nigel McGuinness so much. Uh, I want him to get inducted in this first class. If he's not, it's fine. It's it'll be fine. The first class is already fire. Um, the fact that Daniel or Brian Danielson got in it uh, tells me that CM Punk probably won't be because I don't see them like oh, really? I I don't see them going all in right away. I mean they could, but if you're gonna do this multiple years, I don't see the point in getting like all the heavy hitters right away. Heavy, you know, like super heavy loading the the first card. See, yeah. and that's where I was kind of going with that question is because it's like, so do you now that you have Danielson and the Briscoes, you know, 
But I need you, you to know. Do you continue to, is it all 10 out of 10s? Because we have two more announcements. Yeah. The next two, the 14th and the 21st, we have two more announcements for the first class. Yeah. So it could, you know, I could see it either way. Yeah. I could see it being like, okay, we've got, you know, um, we've got the Briscoes, we've got, da- we've got Danielson, and now McGinnis and, oh, my brain. Folks, I'm sorry. I'm going to apologize in advance. So here's the deal. Part of my job was I had a 16-hour day on yeah. Tuesday, and I'm very unaccustomed to that. And I am still very, like, my sleep schedule is still kind of screwed up from it. So you're, if this is your first episode, come tune back in next, next week. week. Yeah, Come back good. next week. I promise you we're going to be better. Um, <laughs> hopefully. Who are you Lord, thinking hopefully. about? Who are you thinking about? The the referee. Like, you oh, know Sinclair. who I'm Sinclair. Yeah. I can't Sinclair. think of his, I can't think of Todd his first. Todd Sinclair. Thank you. Todd Sinclair, thank, we, it was a joint effort, go us, air high five. Todd Sinclair's a name that I feel like very easily could go into the Hall of Fame because, like I said, you know, or, I said the referee and you immediately knew who I was talking about. Yeah, or, and I mean, this one uh, this one could go either way on how you feel about it, but Gabe Sapolsky would be another, that would be a really another interesting one where you're like, yeah, yeah, that would be one. I could, I could see it, I don't... I don't know if uh, we'll see. I said what I said. I said uh, I, I know, understand. No, I know, I yeah, know. <laughs> I just yeah. So, but like Todd Sinclair, um, Carrie Silken. Yeah, that'd be another one. Two. That's a, that's another one who could go in. If you're gonna or, put a if you're gonna if, put a front office person in. Yeah, um, because it, we don't know how they're gonna go. Like you know the the Hall of Fame, the WWE Hall of Fame has pretty much strictly been reserved for in ring talent. And then you have like things like the the Warrior Award and things like that for more behind the scenes people. Yeah. But I think you know Ring of Honor could decide that they would like to you know put a spotlight on more than just the in ring talent. That said, you know are they so are they going to completely stack this front car this first class? You know we've got the Briscoes, we've got Danielson. So now is it going to be is it going to be CM Punk? And Samoa Joe. Yeah. Like, I kind of could almost see Samoa Joe being kind of that last surprise just because he... I I don't think we're going to get McGinnis. The only reason I really think McGinnis wouldn't be in it is because he's in WWE right now. Yeah. I think anybody... like So I don't think we're going to get, like, a Claudio Castagnoli. I don't think we're going to get a a Nigel McGinnis. Like, anybody in... Anybody in WWE currently, just because I don't know what that working relationship is like, like whenever they did the big ROH show, the last one, uh-huh. and no one from WWE sent anything in, and Kevin Owens even was like, well, they didn't ask us to. You know, was it a, they didn't ask because they didn't think they would let them? But at the same time, like, we know that WWE has gotten tape from Ring of Honor before, yeah. because we have seen daniel bryan at the time footage we've seen brian danielson footage to do a daniel bryan thing if that makes sense yeah no i get what you're saying and you're right so but that said and you know they did just work with impact but at the same time it turns out there was like edicts that on social media they could not tag impact they could not say impact wrestling they could only say impact so who knows? It's going to yeah. be interesting to see. I am genuinely like kind of excited to see who the next inductee is going to be just because it does feel so up in the air. 
And really, I don't think they're going to make like a bad call on it. I could see them, no. you know, going nuts with it. And then the only other, actually, I take that back. We have two. We have a, a third news story that I just You're had, good. got added on there. So the second news story, though, much more, much more recent, is last night we saw that Keith Lee is officially all elite, all elite. I have to go move an action figure still. <laughs> oh yeah, because you keep yours. You keep yours separated by company and where they you move the you move yeah. the, you move the titles around on them. Even if I have the titles and they, I have the people, yes. Because uh, uh, I'm a big old nerd. Apparently, I am. It's <laughs> what do you mean? Apparently, the show is called Nerdiest Part of the Ring, brother. Oh man, I forgot. See, just called, that's the thing. Remember, I just called you brother. That's that was for fine. you. See what happened. <laughs> you saw what happened to the last one. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> your reaction is just like yeah whatever oh man you're no you're no selling me brother god <laughs> i'm just hey if i'm gonna if i have to be upright i'm gonna make you suffer um, fair enough fair enough but keith lee keith lee was the forbidden door uh person that tony khan was referring to he was the mystery opponent for isaiah cassidy and just if you if you're listening to this undoubtedly you either saw it live or you've seen the gif of him just yeeting him all the way across the ring so it's i'm i i've seen a lot of takes some of them have been negative part of it has been part of the reason that spurred the whole like hey say a nice thing to someone in wrestling thing but of just like wow aew did more to get keith lee over in seven minutes than WWE, like, main roster WWE did in however long he was up there. Like, in being used on television. They just let him be him. He comes out, he chucks a motherfucker, and then use it. He he did the thing, Dalton. He beat a motherfucker with another motherfucker. Yeah, he did. It's my favorite thing in wrestling. There is nothing I love more in wrestling than that. So, uh, also, little little Easter egg that happened <laughs> during that match... That's not related to Keith Lee. It was, you know, one of the other possible people when, you know, the speculation was going on. Was at a certain point, Matt Hardy got frustrated and left through the crowd. And the announcers said, wow, that's pretty erratic behavior from Hardy there. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I'm so, oh, Dalton, I can't lift my arm because it's so heavy handed. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> Do you get it? I just, I hope they do things like that for the next, until his 90 days is up. Because again, mm-hmm. if they say big shocking reveal, I'm going to be like, well, he turned down a bid to be in the WWE Hall of Fame in 2022. So yes, it's not shocking at all. What else was he going to do? No, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they're going to tease it. Especially because, so I kind of half thought maybe like Tony Khan actually did an interview where he said he had to work extra hard to pro- to get Jay White, who was the other surprise in last night's episode of Dynamite, because he butchered his own, like, the definition of the Forbidden Door. And yeah. he realized that. So, it, because, you know, Forbidden Door is someone who's with another company currently stepping through. Whereas this is just Keith Lee being like, alright, you don't want to, you, you don't know how to use me correctly, I'm gonna come over here and just... You know, Vince McMahon told him he was going to change the wrestling business. Well, now he can. 
this is a real opportunity for that to happen. Yeah. So I actually, um, I was on the phone with somebody today and they were kind of, it was a fellow wrestler in the area and they were like, I hate the term. I hate how they're using the forbidden door and da, 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 Keith Lee. And I'm like, I'm going to explain it the best way I know how. And I'm going to ask a question. I want you to give me an actual answer. And he was like, all right, cool. I was like, how do you kill a vampire? And he was like, I get what you're saying, but in their rules. And I'm like, it is a fake term that they really like using because it sounds cool. It doesn't matter if it's somebody that works. Because here's the thing. The Forbidden Door was opened in 96 whenever Nash and Hall went through. The only difference of it is, is nobody said it. They all thought they were still WWE people. Like, it's not, like, it's a very, I hate, but also that being said, I hate the term Forbidden Door. And people that are getting upset because, well, he's a free agent signing. He's not, it's not really the Forbidden Door. Get out of here with that. No, you get out of here. You're the one that's wrong here. I'm going to let you make your point. I'm going to let you make your point. I just want you to know that you are profoundly incorrect. I mean, no, and I get what you're saying because of the rules they've used earlier. Da-da-da. It's not technically the forbidden door. But whatever. I don't care. I got to see Keith Lee. And all right, cool. It's not the correct term based off of everything else they've talked about being the forbidden door. To me, it's... To me, it's it's not like... And don't get me wrong. I'm not someone who would be like, wow... He said the Forbidden Door, Keith Lee's in AEW, I'm disappointed. Because if if that's your takeaway from what happened last night, then yes, get over it. You were wrong. But I think for them to use that terminology, it's all a matter of managing expectations. And if you were saying something of just like, hey, expect this one thing, it's it's to me, it's the... It's the trend in video games that we've started that some companies have tried to start to do of, all right, we're going to show you a gameplay trailer, but it's all actually just in-engine cinematics. Mm-hmm. That's not gameplay. I don't want to see a cutscene that I will see in the game eventually. I want to see the HUD. I want to see actual, like someone is, has a controller in their hand controlling what's happening on the screen. And it's all it's all about managing those expectations. So whenever he says forbidden door and he realizes every use of forbidden door we've done so far. God, I don't want to say that word anymore. And any use of that we've done so far has applied to this set of like criteria. And now we're using it for something that's not that mm-hmm. I could understand people being like, oh, well, that's not what we've been conditioned to know. Now, granted, if you're not excited about Keith Lee, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I'm sorry, you're broken on the inside. And that could but... be my that would could be my that probably was my defense about it of just mm-hmm. like it's it's a fake term, like, and it's the whole thing in wrestling where I'm like every term that's ever been used in wrestling right after it got created got used into the ground, like everything. So. I don't know. And it could just be one of those things where I'm like, it's a forbidden door person. Yes, I get it. Cool. Is it really like, is it what it like the expectation of it? No, but also it's Keith Lee. So any expectation you were going to have, honestly, not nearly as cool as Keith Lee. The only person that you could argue is Jeff Hardy. But here's the thing, Asa. Here's the thing. Jeff Hardy. Now, granted, yes, you are correct. And your counterpoint's going to be, they would have had to buy out the contract. But the mm. thing of it is, is that being said, it's the same situation as Keith Lee. 
Jeff Hardy is also a free agent. Like, not technically because he's still on his no-compete clause, but Jeff Hardy also doesn't work for a co- – like, isn't working for an active company right now. Or actively working for a company right now. I put active in the wrong spot in that sentence. Sorry. No, but, I mean, that is that is the thing, though, is he's not a free agent. Like, by the – you say technically, but no, the actual definition is no, he is not a free agent. Uh, and I also I disagree with that he's the only one because if it was a instance of somehow – and this was impossible. I knew this wasn't going to happen. I knew it wasn't feasible, but just the what if of it all, of it being Mustafa Ali, because AEW and Tony Khan bought out his contract, would have been wild. Now, granted, that goes into contract tampering. WWE would have never allowed that to have been a surprise. They would have been like, hey, effective immediately, Mustafa Ali is no longer under contract with WWE. Like that, there, there, there was a million reasons that was never, ever, 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 yeah. ever going to happen, and I understand that. So, but I do think like, and it, and part of it's on Tony Khan because he tweets with just reckless abandon, as we, we have talked about yeah. before. He he just kind of goes out and says whatever, and it puts him in the situation where he has to like sign Jay White to whatever deal is happening there on Sunday. He said. So, you know, because he said for Ben Dor and then he realized that's not what this is. So it's it's all about man. Like I said, it's all about managing expectations. And it's all about like, yeah, it, phrases get ran into the ground. But, you know, my whole thing, we've talked about it a million times on other shows on in, in just in real life. I will believe whatever set of rules you're trying to sell me. But I need you, the storyteller, to stick to those rules. Mm -hmm. That's why I hate time travel stories. Because nine times out of ten, they set these rules only to break them later. Yeah. And that, I just, I I don't abide that. I can't tolerate that. So, him actually acknowledging that he got the term wrong, and so he did, he got Jay White, like he rushed Jay White as like a make good, is kind of neat. Um, the reason we're not talking more about Jay White is because we don't know what kind of, you know, deal this is. We don't know how often he's going to appear, uh, going forward. We don't know where, you know, how long he's going to be there. As far as we know, he's still with New Japan as well, just with Japan being on such lockdown and having shows canceled. It, it makes more sense for him to stay like in America, probably, especially since he's already been doing stuff with impact. Yeah. Like we got the, we got kind of the, the bullet club reunion. And also it's the 19th. Do I know my days? Yeah. Saturday, the 19th, we're going to talk about it next week, but impact, I think it's hard to kill is their next pay-per-view. And that's going to have gorillas of destruction against the good brothers, which has been like a Twitter feud for, years at this point of just them taking pot shots at each other which is fun so i'm i'm excited for that that'll be cool it's cool to see jay white in aw kenny or adam cole being the one to seemingly bring in jay white while kenny omega is gone yeah very interesting does it make Uh, you does it make you sad that uh Balor and AJ are signed up. So, oh yeah, because at one point we could have had an elimination style chamber style match or their version of the elimination chamber with literally every leader of the Bullet Club. Yeah, 
it, Cause that would have been fucking insane. Yeah, that would, that'd be wild. I would, I would, I would, I would love that. The, but really what we're getting now is interesting. I do think that it's, Giving the numbers that AEW is doing, like it was the number one show on cable last night again, mm-hmm. you have to assume that there are people watching AEW who don't follow New Japan and yeah. don't know that history of the Bullet Club and the leadership changing and the... Are you clipping your fingernails? No, I'm playing with a little clip. Uh, like I'm okay. playing, Yeah, I'm playing with something, sorry. Okay, I heard the I heard the click and I was just like... Please tell me you're not cutting your nails, like, into the microphone right no, now. No, no, no. Pervert. Um, <laughs> anyway, yes. So, so, so and there's, again. There's people, who, there's people who don't know the backstories here that are pretty intricate, and I really hope AEW kind of leans heavily into it. That said, it's been one week. We don't know. You know, this. they have proven that they are willing to do a slower burn story. Yeah. So I am willing to give them the, the, the let this play out type deal i'm totally willing to give them that and honestly they've earned it um and honestly if anything it's only a net positive for new japan because if you want to know why kenny omega is will not be a fan to find out that jay white's on his show there's one place to figure that out at and it's (laughs) new japan wrestling so like again it's it's one of those things where it's a shame that wwe could never work with another company to do something like that because like there was glimpses in the 90s and before like they had the nwa like come into the attitude era for like two months and it didn't do anything because nobody could figure out how to stop stepping on their own dick um but this one is just like (laughs) no everybody involved seems like they want to work with each other like rocky romero is actually somebody like i want to say he's like one of the bookers for american talent for new japan like I want to, cause like Rocky Romero is front office for New Japan. I just I forget exactly what he does, and Rocky Romero has been wrestling for AEW for like months now, and managing and being a, an actual fixture on the show, and it's one of those things where you don't get to have people like that do things like that if you're not willing to have a symbiotic relationship. Now the only thing is I see it being really positive for New Japan and getting exposure for their stars. The only thing I don't see it being as much is the opposite because really anybody that is going to go work for new Japan, that's already at AEW is already doing it unless they got Kenny back or unless they got the bucks back, which again, two years from now, if you're like, Hey, the bucks are main eventing night one of wrestle kingdom. I would be like, yes. And they should have done it seven years ago, but it (laughs) took all elite wrestling to get us there. Um, but I could see that happening. Whereas if this was a WWE thing, because remember a couple of months ago, or this might have been a year ago, where they were talking about the potential WWE and New Japan maybe signing a, an agreement to kind of work together, and I was wholeheartedly against it. Yeah. Uh, this one I'm not wholeheartedly against. Because the company, both companies in question, I feel like know how to tell a long-term story. Mm-hmm. Because again, New Japan... The whole Okada Omega feud. It's like that's, three years. That took forever. Like, and, and I'm not saying that in a negative way. And then you have AEW with the Hangman story, which that's still no, one of was, the more. That's, yeah, it was. I mean, the, Hangman is a good example, and also like the the Omega Okada example is also because every time they had a match, it was a huge deal. Yeah, it was, and it because it wasn't. Okay, so they it wasn't, you know, three pay-per-views in a row. 
they would have a match, there would be a break, they would cross paths again, it was a big deal, they would have a break, they cross paths again, it, like, you know, it, it was pretty well spread out. Yeah. I do think one one interesting thing that could be kind of a wrinkle to this is we don't know how long Kenny Omega is going to be out. Yeah. So it's entirely possible that Jay White's stint in AEW, it may not be, he may not still even be there when Omega comes back. So it may not even be a thing of, oh, now they have to interact with each other, which don't get me wrong, would rule. That would be awesome. It could just kind of be a a brick in the story of Omega and, and Cole of just like, hey, what the fuck? Why did you bring him in when I was gone? Yeah. Because and you could play it that way as well. So there's there's a lot of really, really cool places that this can go. And I'm super excited to see to, to see that. And then we did get the uh, after the main event of Dynamite last night. I won't almost said impact after the main event of Dynamite last night. We did get the Adam Cole, Adam Page kind of stare down where Cole gave him the title. And, you know, it was announced that he is now the number one contender. So. Hell yeah. That match is gonna be stupid. And the, th- the the reason that I'm I'm more excited about it is because it doesn't feel obvious. Like, obvious doesn't mean bad. Don't, I don't get it twisted. Hangman beating Omega for the title was pretty obvious. Were fairly obvious. But it was good. But it, but it was still great. Yeah. It's not a lock that Adam Cole is the one to dethrone Hangman Page. I could see it happening. But I could also see Paige be, you know, holding on to the title. So it's like extra just, ooh, yay. I'm yeah. I'm greatly looking forward to this. Let's see. And then the third story that I don't have here. So this is, I mean, you've, I'm sure you've seen it. So, but it's not a surprise in that sense. But this is super, super cool. It was announced the other day, or actually yesterday, that Glory Pro Wrestling, it is a company based out of St. Louis. Uh, Dalton and I have gone to shows uh, several times to see them but they on april 24th will be in the pageant in st louis the pageant is one of the most historic venues in st louis it is a really really cool venue i've seen comedy shows there i've seen concerts there it's super it, it's super cool but now i think this is the first time that wrestling will be there. And if it's not the first time ever, it's the first time in a long time. Yeah. And so I just wanted to spotlight a, you know, relatively local place in Glory Pro doing a really, really awesome thing. So um, tickets and event information are going to be announced soon. You can follow them on Twitter at We Are Glory Pro for more information there. So, but the show will be Sunday, April 24th. And... Hell yeah. Congratulations to them, because that's awesome. Yeah. And that's it for the news of the week. Um, jumping into playing with ourselves, because I'm, this body. is what Dalton... I'm ready. This is this is what Dalton's been waiting for. Uh, just today, we got our... Dalton and I both got him, but I'm going to let him kind of take the lead here. <laughs> we got our AEW Unmatched Series 3 figures in the mail. We got these from Ringside Collectibles. For those who don't know, this is the Dark Order wave of figures, and I'm gonna stop talking. Dalton, take it away. You're gonna. You haven't even unboxed them yet. Like uh, this is so, you. 
So to be polite to Asa, because I didn't want to be like 40 minutes of me trying to undo the Unrivaled boxes, I did get them <laughs> out of the clamshell. Okay. And um, so I'm going to do... Uh, what's going to happen is I've opened so many of these in my lifetime. Uh, in between each figure review, so that way there's not a lot of plastic crinkling, I'm going to mute my mic for like two seconds. Hell yeah. Get the figure out so that way you guys don't have to hear it. I'm not going to get into the accessories because, again, that's going to take longer. And I like... I just want to talk about the figure, and then I'll say what's in it, and then you, I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm just really excited that AEW, because they did it with Unrivaled 8 a little bit, where they gave us a whole faction. Because Unrivaled mm-hmm. 8 gave us best friends, and then we also got Moxley and Jericho. But this uh, Unmatched Series 3 is just the Dark Order. Granted, it did take a, a scaling issue with the Darby fitting in the box, uh, LJN, to get us there, but we're there, and it's fine. So uh, I'm going to open up Anna J first. Uh, I'm not opening these up in any specific order except for the very last one. But I am going to start with Anna J, so I'm going to mute right now. Yeah, so this is... this is Dalton, I'm an inbox collector. Dalton is out of box, so this is his opportunity to really kind of get his hands on, on these. Yeah, so... Um, and also, this might be a really funny segment. Because again, I, like, I'm not joking, I have not opened these. Like, I have them out, but I like haven't tested the arms and everything. And uh, there's apparently been some QC issues with uh, uh, joints. Bummer. So this might be really funny to you uh, if I just <laughs> get a total stinker. But I, this is the Anna J. Uh, super awesome. It is the women's mold. Uh, I can't tell if there's any like new parts. But pretty sweet figure. Uh, I do like the likeness on it a lot. Uh, mm. The gear is cool. It's dark order. Uh, purple, black, and silver is probably one of the most badass combinations of colors you can get. Purple uh, is the best color, yes. Yeah, and then you put the silver and black with it, and that's pretty much all of the figures here. But yeah, so I got my Anna J. Uh, super cool. Uh, I'm going to set her to the side. So uh, I'm going to do so John, John Silver next. Okay. Because I'm going to do John Silver, and then I'm going to do the OG Dark Order team, and then we're mm-hmm. going to end it with Mr. Brody Lee. Sure. So uh, uh, I'm muting now. So I'm just going to say this now because he can still hear me. You don't need to tell me you're muting. Because I can see you. Also, keep in mind, I while I do appreciate you showing the camera, like, showing me in the camera, because when we record this, we do a video call. Uh, yeah. But just, you know, audio pod. This is an audio yeah. podcast. Uh, John Silver just got him out. Super cool. Uh, he has the super sweet, uh, like, duster jacket. Uh, and it, it's super detailed. Like, there's even molding in it where the paint is for some of mm-hmm. it. So it feels like they actually spent the time and just didn't give him a flat piece of plastic and been like, it's done. Um, got to take this off now, the, the jacket, so that way I can kind of look into the figure more. So I did, uh, I was talking to our buddy Tyler about this figure because they added boot rotation to, uh, mm-hmm. or kick pad rotation, which was something that they didn't put on the Pac figure. Um, hmm. I think it's almost the exact same kick pad though. So I think I might have to buy another silver and then do a swippy swap so I can pop the, or switch the uh, kick pads. So, so does that, does that make it a new, is that a new part then? Like, a yeah. Part? Because to okay. have to have a kick pad rotation, you have to have the lower knee or like the upper calf part has to be free from the kick pad. Um, oh, okay. So like this right here, if I'm twisting the kick pad left and right, uh, it actually moves. Where, funny enough, I actually grabbed my Pac uh, un- <laughs> unrivaled figure and it, it turns, but only because it turns up at the thigh. It doesn't actually turn at the kick pad. So what I'm going to oh, okay. have to do if I buy another one is, oh, that's going to really suck. But 
I think it's an option I can do. I've done enough sw- uh, like body part swaps on figures to make that work with to get figures I like. But yeah, John Silver Super. I don't think that there's a single figure in this wave that if you're a collector you don't need. I think you have right. to buy the full set. Um, yeah. So yeah, because these are these are all also worth noting in this wave is these are all first time AEW figures. Yeah, like there 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 are no duplicates in this wave. You're, this is the fr- first for all Dark Order members. You know, we've got the John Silver, Anna J. You know, th- like Dalton mentioned with the Best Friends wave from the Unmatched series, we've already gotten a Jericho. We've already gotten a Moxley. Multiple, actually. Whereas it was the first for a couple of them. But yeah. This is all first in the in the line. So, yeah, this is going to yeah. be a this is going to be a wave to get. Oop, and uh, Evil Uno is going to be heated before I really get into it, because his thigh cut does not uh, move at all. And I'm oh, not I'm okay. not breaking it. I can... It's an easy fix. You just have to heat it up. But uh, this is... Hair dryer. The, yeah, hair dryer. I'll probably end up doing water to, like... So, basically, if you have a tight joint, if you collect action figures and you don't know this trick, you can either heat up water or hair dryer. I don't like hair dryer, because I've seen figures melt. And I've never done that with water yet, at least. Knock on hmm. wood. But, um... If you heat it up, there's usually either some paint residue or the plastic is really stiff. If you heat it up, it'll loosen everything to the point to where you can move it. And then you can either put it in cold water or you can throw it in the freezer and it'll reset to where like a good in-between. I'm going to have to do that with Evil Uno. This is the figure that I think I like the most in the whole wave. Uh, This Evil Uno is fucking baller. Uh, (laughs) The mask mold itself has so much like detail like molded in like uh the big complaint about this figure is that it needs more purple uh it's very predominantly black and the purple isn't like a bright like it's the dark order purple it's not like a neon purple so you have to really look for it but um like just the mask mold in and of itself is so detailed uh like ray mysterio masks like ray mysterio probably has the most iconic luchador mask of all time um, Mattel does not put in this much sculpting design as AEW has done for Evil Uno, and it's so cool. Uh, the good thing is, it's a mask character, so the face scan is perfect uh, <laughs> because they spent the time and molded it. Uh, this was the one, like, whenever I was seeing more and more people, like, unbox this one, I was like, this is the best figure in the wave. And having it in hand, he's a sturdy guy, like, he's not little. Uh, it's a nice beefy figure. Uh, it doesn't articulate as well because like the rubber shirt like keeps it from it. Kind of has that Kevin Owens syndrome, but since it has a uh, diaphragm ball hinge instead of it just being on a swivel like elites are, you can actually bend him a little bit more. A Kevin Owens figure. I love Kevin Owens figures, but they, there's not a lot you can do with them from the waist up. Uh, <laughs> And, but this evil Uno is so like he moves like he has good like articulation. Um, I love this evil Uno figure a whole lot. Uh, I should have yeah. I should have unboxed Stu first because I don't think I'm gonna be as pumped for that one. But like <laughs> this one's dope as hell. Uh, yeah, so that's my evil Uno. Yeah, evil Uno. Also, I really like the way that he's packaged and because. One of the things that they did with the accessory is because he comes with a microphone, but it comes with him him actually already holding it. So it's not, you know, it's not just a microphone off to the side. So that's a cool thing for me who's inbox because then it's already, you know, he's he's got the microphone there to go. Yeah, it's They're cool. ready to go. It's cool whenever they give you like the, um, ooh, ratchet joint. That was cool. 
I bet you heard that pop on the microphone. I uh, did. They do a lot of ratchet joints in AEW, so instead of it just being a ball that just isn't a joint, like, there's actually a ratchet to it, so that, like, you move it a little bit, and mm-hmm. it'll actually hold there. The issue with it is that sometimes it gets really stiff, and it yeah. makes you think you're going to break it. Uh, my Stu Grayson is super good quality. This was the one that, like, My Damn Toys had, and, like, he was super pissed about because the joints were, like, loose on some of them. Oh, yeah. Mine, tight as all get out, which is good because you can always, re- like, you can always loosen it. You can't retighten it. Uh, mm-hmm. this one's super awesome because he comes with the like cool kilt overthrow thing. Uh, but Asa, it doesn't have like a clasp that you can undo it, which is unfortunate. Oh, so is it's like part of the fate. Like you can't, it's not removable. It is removable, but you can't like, it's, oh, not, okay. it's not like a Roddy Piper kilt with elites where like, there's a little like dot right here that you can undo the way mm-hmm. you do this. And I think I've shown you this before. The way you get the kilt off is you have to pull the figure apart at the midsection so oh now, yeah and then you can just bloop, do that you just slide it off the top yep. okay and the cool thing is is uh so it's now it's just stone cold steve austin from the waist down because yeah, it's, it's just it's the black trunks and the knee pads this part is underneath it and it's the actual part that sits on his gear that he actually wrestles in because he has like that weird belt fabric thing that hangs off it's yeah, like a long okay. cloth but not really so you just pop that back in that's midsection's a little bit looser than i'd like but that's it's a ball joint i can fix that later but yeah, here's the Stu Grayson. Super cool. Like, I like him a lot. He's He has the face paint, has a cool little purple armband. He has, like, the loincloth accessory over. Um, it's a smaller body, but the, like, torso is super jacked, like he is. Um, yeah. And his alter, like, both of his heads. So the John Silver head sculpt, is it's decent, but I think that they were making the figure before he became full Johnny Hungy, like, madman. So I think mm-hmm. there's you could have done some more fun head sculpts. Stu Grayson has a grimacing head sculpt, like a teeth gritted head sculpt, and then he has a yelling head sculpt. So they got the best Stu Grayson uh, that you can get. It would have been cool to get a stoic face because again, that's like that's the one thing I tell you with these figures that they make perfect. Uh, like Wardlow, like the figure is really good, but the reason it's perfect is because of the head sculpts because they gave us the two I need. I got pissed off Wardlow. I got chilling out or just uh scowling uh wardlow that's why it's perfect this Stu grayson kind of has the same thing where it has the two emotions i want the most uh so yeah that's my Stu grayson it's super dope like there's not a single figure in this wave that i'm like you don't need they even did a different color for the wrist tape so there's like a beige and uh white wrist tape at the same time and it's Mm -hmm. actually textured in like it's not just paint they actually sculpted it on the like forearm and the hand so that's always cool to see. Uh, and then I got the the main event is coming up right now. So I, I also, this is, I think I was most looking forward to the Evil Uno, but the Stu Grayson is the way that the entrance gear is removable and it also includes the little, the, the fabric belt. I really, really like that. I think that's going to be kind of an underrated part of this this wave because also something that we didn't mention is the the John Silver entrance jacket is the one that Brody bought for him. Yeah. And that's like it's it's so and that's also a big part of why I love this wave so much is just because of the you know the Dark Order as a group is super entertaining obviously but just the the Brody connection is really just kind of what cemented them is just like no I love these people that I've never met. And speaking of Brody, Mr. Brody Lee, it's our main event. It's uh, I got the Brody Lee action figure. Uh, this is probably one of the nicer elite, or not elites. I've just been conditioned to say that at this point. 
This is probably one of the nicer unrivaled figures they've made. Uh, it's an unmatched, but it's all the unrivaled bodies type. Um, but like, it it's big. It has a nice heft to it. I don't. I haven't seen it scaled with a lot of figures. I. It feels like it's just as big, if not a little bit bigger, than the Lance Archer. Um, mm-hmm. It does. It could use a little bit bigger arms, but that's kind of unrivaled as a whole. I don't think they have a, like a huge arm mold. Uh, not saying that he was like a monster of a man, but like it would have been cool to see that. The body itself is amazing. Um, I also have to heat the legs up on this one, which is, I mean, again, I'm not going to break it, so that's good. But, oh, man, that is super tight. Yeah. But he's big. I, I broke my rule for this one, Asa. I did open the accessories so I could put something very important in his hand because this figure comes with the papers. The roll of papers from yes. being the elite. So I think the way I'm going to display it, uh, I have one of two things. I have a couple of different like stands that I can put. I think this is going to be towards the back of my uh, Unrival or my AEW set. But what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to either have Brody Lee on kind of a pedestal above all of them, uh, looking down on him, and they're going to be doing the hand thing. Or I'm going to have Brody Lee holding the papers up to John Silver's head while Evil Uno is holding the stack of papers because it's important <laughs> there. There's two different sets of papers. There is rolled up papers, which I have in Brody's hand, and then there's just a stack of like copy paper. So I don't know if I'm just going to have Evil Uno like hold the stack of papers and then have uh, Brody Lee beat the shit out of John Silver with the papers in my display. Uh, if I do that, I need to figure out a way to get Anna Jay to like, sit on top of the whole scene. But uh, no, like... I'm very happy about this wave. Uh, I do have to heat up some stuff to get it to move, but at the end of the day, it's not a big deal. Uh, That's fixable. If it was loose, I would be legitimately sad. Uh, So my recommendation is buy these. If you get, if you like the dark order, buy them. Um, If you, if you like any one of these single people, buy them. Uh, And I like, especially Brody Lee, this figure is going to be hard to get. Uh, This will be the one that goes off the shelves really fast. Uh, but again, I don't see anybody, we always talk about it when we go to like, when we used to toy hunt a lot, like before you were collecting, whenever Mm -hmm. I would just take you or you would take me or I would take you on a toy hunt and I'd be like, so I'm looking for the Usos elites who the fuck just bought Jimmy. Like what asshole, (laughs) who, who the fuck just bought Jimmy? And it was always the Usos because they were twins or they're twins. And it's like, what fucking dickhead just bought (laughs) Jay and left Jimmy like what i remember that um like you were looking for so long and you never found them and i think it was i think it was the walmart over in like anna yeah like it was it was it was a long day and it was you found one and the other one was gone and i didn't buy it because i was like no i'm not i'm not buying just one of the usos but i hate you so much getting getting back to the the what we're talking about here I don't mm-hmm. see, like, if you just bought Brody, I get it. But don't be that person. Because, buy the whole set. Because it's the Dark Order. And, like, Brody Lee, outside or inside AEW, only did the Dark Order. Uh, that being said, this figure's fucking dope. Like, yeah, I, I like the I like the hair on it, too. Yeah, like and there's... The, the way it's pulled back. There's no uh, bald spot, which, again, he had it pretty much pulled back the whole time, so he didn't have that bald spot. Um, mm-hmm. You know my rule with keeping... Uh, selling figures once I get the new one. Yeah. Uh, I believe that this, I'm not going to get rid of my Luke Harper Elite because now it is officially not a Luke Harper Elite. I have pre WWE Brody Lee mm-hmm. and I have post WWE Brody Lee. 
I'm just going to take the Wyatt thing off of his uh, vest off of him. And now I have mm-hmm. both. And I'm super yeah. happy about that. Uh, this is probably the first AEW figure wave that I've bought in whole that I don't really have a complaint on. Like a legitimate nice. complaint. Um, I love this wave so much. Whenever, like, I was cool with it having Darby in it. I was like, it's whatever. I bought the first LJN. I'll probably end up buying the LJNs until it gets to be stupid. Um, but I was like, whatever. I'll buy it with the Dark Order. It'll be a fun little bonus, even though I'm paying for it. Um, but, like, it's kind of neat. Like, I feel bad for Jazzwares that they had to, like, cancel that figure. Or put it on the shelf for now. Postpone it. Yeah, postpone it. But I think it did make for the... Aside from maybe one, like series one, this is probably the best wave they've done. Um, so yeah, that's my review of that. I but for the bonus bonus, uh, upper deck we talked about upper deck and unrivaled uh, doing a collaboration with a couple of waves. I do have five card sets that I've already like I've cut open. Mm-hmm. But I haven't seen what's inside of them, and this will be quick. I'm not going to talk. I'm going about... I'm to I'm let you do one. You're going to do one. Okay. Yeah, you you can do one. We're not going to go through all five. Okay. Because the we we still got to talk about 2K because I found a new thing that I get to slam them on. Cool. All right, so I got an MJF magazine. Also, these are all yellow parallels, which is exclusive to the the figures. So you can only find yellow parallels in the the action figures themselves. I got a magazine MJF. I got. Oh, that's really cool. I got Penta. Nice. And I got Big Swole. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Alright, yeah. Uh what well, right. So it's three cards it's three cards per pack in the In the figures. Uh, in yeah. the figure ones. How many cards are in the cause you you bought some of the ones that are just separate. The upper the uh, The blaster box. Deck. I think they're called blaster yeah. boxes, yeah. Uh eight packs, eight cards in a pack. Okay, so these are just kind of like a little bonus. It's legitimately a bonus, yeah. Okay, so, but they are exclusive to the figures, so I will never know what are in mind because you have to open the figures, you have to open the box to get to the cards, and I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so if you if you haven't yet, I think you can still, I think what, it was recently, the back order was to May. Yeah. Uh, uh, because. For ringside collectibles, but. Evil Uno is the only one back order to May. Everybody else you can get in, like, March. But Evil Uno, I don't know what the fuck happened with Evil Uno's figure. I think everybody realized how dope it was. And yeah. now that figure is back order to May. Well, that's cool. Uh, I, I'm happy for him because I, Evil Uno just seems like a like good person. He's fun to watch on Twitch, too. Him and, his, him and Mrs. Uno. Uh, sometimes he gets shot in the eye with a Nerf gun. It's cool. So, but we did get, we do have some uh, WWE 2K22 news We've gotten a couple of new trailers. Uh, we've got some roster announcements. We'll run over that real quick. Uh, we've got Damian Priest, Eddie Guerrero, Kane, Nikki A.S.H., Kaylee Ray, Goldberg, Austin Theory, Carmella, Finn Balor, Shotzi, Sheamus, Io Shirai, Ray Ripley, and Brock Lesnar. Uh, we got a Legends trailer that features Big Boss Man, Booker T, China, and Macho Man Randy Savage. And then there is the international trailer that had Seamus Io Shirai. Uh, they announced Rhea Ripley. Now, the international trailer has since been pulled from the WWE 2K YouTube channel. Because in the trailer itself, Dalton, I sent you a link to Twitter there in the Discord. Uh, if you want to pull that up and look at it. Um, there is a moment where Asuka comes off the ropes. And then it just cuts to an error screen. 
Media offline. Red screen, like PS3 style red screen of death. That's not <laughs> good. And so that's, they had that in the trailer. And I can't find the 2K22 International Superstars trailer anymore. Um, I apologize to Dalton because while he was talking about Mr. Brody Lee's figure, I was searching for that. And it is uh, uh, not anywhere that I can find. Let me try one more. Let me see if it's here. Um, yeah, I I think they have since delisted it because to, to pull that out because, come on, come on, just come on. That's rough. That is rough. It's, I don't, I mean, I, I feel bad at this point, like picking on it, but. Come that's on. that I is nothing i'm too tired and frustrated and just like are you kidding me like because to begin with i think china looks bad yeah i think china looks bad from what we've seen big boss man's hair looks painted on like it looks like it's gonna rudy giuliani down the side of his face I mean, at any given moment ray trailer was an old school brother that might have been a situation going on there i'm being you, sarcastic you know what i mean he yeah. doesn't he didn't dip his head into a thing of turpentine and then go through the curtain yeah like this looks like it like the the i i maybe i'm being overly harsh but i mean the it just it it doesn't look good um a lot so yeah i just i i still i uh, again you know if you're gonna if you're gonna buy it just know what you're getting into I would ask that you don't pre-order it and you wait for reviews to really kind of see. But if you're, if if you need your wrestling video game fix, I get it. I'm not going to think less of you. I, I'm not going to judge you for this. It's just mainly because he doesn't. I, he doesn't want a super awkward podcast with me next week. Whenever I'm like, I pre-ordered it. <laughs> no, I mean I know I know you're already. We've talked about you're going to pre-order it. Yeah. I just I, I just I want our fans to. Oh my God! Someone. <laughs> So I load up the I, I I just I load up Twitter because I want to see like you know if maybe if something breaking has happened we can talk about. Uh, Evil Uno posted a picture of what I assume is someone body uh, took the head from the Anna J figure and put it on the body of John Silver. I can do that. Uh, no, I, would, oh, I dude. ask that you don't. I ask that you don't. Like um, as a favor to me. Uh, the week that I've had, have you seen just... have you seen the goofy ass messages John Silver has gotten from random fans about his action figure? <laughs> yes. Somebody the said they were due to it. Uh, he said somebody said they're going to put it in their cum jar. Uh, that one was weird because that implies a lot of things. Not going to get into it. Uh, I saw uh, you, there was a post not even on uh, the the wrestling subreddit. It was on awe like r slash awe like awe. Yeah. He's a cute little kitty showing his teefies. And the username was Hulk Hogan's Grown Up Cum. <laughs> Aww. And just, that shook me. Like, that that one, I don't know why, but that one rattled me. I've been on the internet for a long time. That one, it hit different. Like, <laughs> WWE 2K22. But And on that gross. note. Yeah, so, um, boy, I wish I had a better transition for this, but this past Saturday I did go to WrestleMax STL. <laughs> Uh, to watch the show and it was a great time it, it was a fantastic show as usual they 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 know what they're doing up there in the st louis 
Uh, I greatly enjoyed Marco versus uh, Ethan Price. Uh, big strong boy, Ethan Price. That was a really, really entertaining match. Uh, the main event, the main event was Killer Mike Outlaw versus ACH. ACH capturing the the River City Championship uh, in what I was genuinely surprised to see because Camaro Jackson, uh, who uh, took out Ryu Kendrick and Eli Rossi in the pre-show, uh-huh. he was just like, my opponent's not here, so I'm just gonna ruin this. And then he came out and uh, attacked Mike Outlaw during the main event to to help cost him the championship there. And so I'm very excited to see Mike Outlaw just whoop that ass. Uh, but WrestleMania, it's gonna it's gonna be a little bit. Uh, there was Besties in the World versus Technical Difficulties. That was uh, incredible. I was about to ask how good that was. It it was so good. Um, the <laughs> Davy Vega, it's 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 just gross how good he is at facial expressions. Yeah, like how entertaining his facial expressions are. Um, even though this seems to be a, a bit of an attitude shift in the Besties that I don't love to see, but you know it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it, it top to bottom, it was a great show. It was a great card, and I'm they're going to be taking a brief hiatus, and then they'll be back later in the year. I'm super excited for them to come back. I'm very excited for them to get their uh, first seven episodes up on the streaming platform. I you know stay tuned. We'll once they announce it, we'll announce we'll report on that as well. So, but congratulations to WrestleMax for just another fantastic event. But that is going to do it for us this week for nerdiest part of the way. Well, nerdiest the part wing? of the wing. It's, yeah, we're it's an airplane podcast now. Bird law. Gotcha. Bird law. It's there. Uh, dear Lord, for whatever reason, again, thank you to anybody who stuck with us this far. Again, if this is your first episode, I promise we, we do better. You can go back and listen to some of our older episodes. Go back and listen to our Greg Miller uh, episode again. That was real good. Brought, if that is that's what brought, what brought you here. We're we can be like that. But next week will be better. We'll have more to talk about. What rake will 2K22 step on in their own front yard next week? Tune in and find out. Until then, follow uh, follow us. I am at the Five Star Man on Twitter and Twitch. Dalton is at PZ85D Anthony. Uh, of course, the show is at Nerdiest Part. Let us know what you think. Did you get your hands on these figures? Did you get a Chase Brody Lee? If you did, what is your address? And when are you not going to be home? For just, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a listener survey we're putting out. Let us know. But until next time, thank you all so much. We greatly appreciate you. You mean the world to us. And watch wrestling. <laughs>